1v2, the heavyweight champs. At the moment on the Melbourne Footy Club. They are on top of the ladder and in really good shape for a top four spot. Welcome everyone to the latest from Sports Speak. We could do our biggest winner of the of round eleven in yeah. the AFL. Let's start there. So your biggest winner. Yeah, what, my, were, you, what were your thoughts? I know you would be up there, but I, I think any Demons fan would be pretty happy with that. You back that onto the Tigers' performance beating the Cats. That's a tick. Another tick in the in the to the defensive side of the ball, which was the most impressive part. My big winner will probably be Essendon. Yeah, I'm full agreement. What stood out for you? Like, I mean, outside of the, you know, the repercussions, I suppose, but I'm enjoying the way they're playing their footy. Yeah, it's a few levels. I think it's a big, it's a big win for Rutten. It's a big win for their confidence. I think, you know, they came into the season literally under fire immediately because Rutten was considered the head hog that people were wanting to leave for and, Maybe that maybe that was misreported a bit. In some of the interviews I listened to, a few of them were saying he's let the shackles off, all the politics are gone, he's not having any of that stuff anymore. But the big win for me is they were 29 down in Perth against an Eagles team that's premiership fancy, or at least one of, and they ran over them, and they were going away. It wasn't like they hung on for a win. They were going away from West Coast, which might say a bit about the Eagles, but a win in Perth is a win in Perth, and we bank them for the Eagles every year. Yeah, three three losses by three points or less is going to hurt in the in the wash up. But putting West Coast away puts them right back in that top eight frame. Whereas a loss would have maybe put them into a bit of trouble. I like the way that the young blokes are going about it. I'd be making the assumption that Nick Cox will get the the rising star nom this week. I like Rutten. I think we underrated how much the John Walsfold Human Shield experience was not good for him either. And I think now that he's like, well, it's my team, the buck stops with me. I don't have to worry about that farce on the other side of things. I can come in, I can run my program. Like I was probably doing last year, but now I I am the face on the packet. So yeah, that were definitely my big winner. Let's do our biggest loser of the round. Well, my biggest loser is, is West Coast because they've lost any hope they had of finishing top four and... If you're a team that's as poor away from home as the West Coast are, you need to be banking wins at home. And they didn't get it done. They should have gotten it done. They just folded. And that's a pretty worrying sign for a side that's supposed to be, you know, at a fortress at home. Um, yeah. What do you I, do you what do you make of the selection though? I mean, you bring in Elliot Yo, who's restricted. Nick Natanui's already restricted to about three quarters of the four quarter game. You run a real risk if you get some injuries, which they got with uh, not just Kelly, but Allen went down as well. They so, ran yeah. out. They ran out of legs massively. They were completely overrun. If you're going to be playing, you know, you can't make any excuses. And he had 35 touches a week before, so you would bring him back in. But 
I mean, this is the part of the season where we're going to find that that's going to catch up with teams, I think, because of the the, the compacted nature of everything um, and the late finishing season last year. And West Coast have got some older blokes up front, some older blokes down back. So they're going to be the type of team that will run out of juice sometimes. And they're not they're not outside of Petricelli and a couple of other guys. They're not a fast side. So you can see when, you know, if, if they get – they tuck it out, they're going to get overrun. All right, so you've got the Eagles. I had them last week, so this just follows up. My biggest loser for round 11 is the fans. Okay. And not just because of COVID, because of anyone who sat through Geelong and Collingwood on Saturday. It was the worst football match I've ever watched. It I... sucked. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, that would be... You'd rather be home stuck indoors than at the MCG watching what that was. It was horrible. And it opened up in the last quarter for God knows what reason. Collingwood's ball movement is horrific. They're just, well, if you're going to be bad, be bad but entertaining. I I hated everything about that game. You've already got a Geelong team prone to, for whatever reason, with two gun for three gun forwards, really, if you want to count old Red Nut, but... Yeah. Why they move the ball so slowly is just so a mystery. And... I, I did want to ask yeah. you, Brett Ratton, his comments on Brad Hill, a lot of, for weeks on end for mine, there's been a lot of excuse making for the bloke who again only had six possessions on the weekend and a lot of they didn't give him the ball talk. At what point does a bloke earning six to eight hundred k, and I don't know where the number lands, have to have a bit of responsibility for getting his getting his own ball? He's built to be a a, a key cog in a running machine team. They're not utilising him, and they're not they're not being proactive. Like Bailey Scott sat on him and didn't do anything, which is the point that he raised. But that was to give him an excuse to say that he didn't. You know, he did some good team defense. It's like you're not paying a bloke 900 grand a year to play team defense. You're paying him to run up and down that wing all day and do damage, and he hasn't done that. Shy Bolton is fined $20,000 last week for an incident that previously had been reported by both Richmond and the AFL as blokes who hadn't done anything wrong. 20000 is a pretty big whack for a bloke who didn't do anything wrong. That is quite a whack. That is basically, look, there should be some sort of mandatory, you get in a scuffle, this is what happens. I think finding him 20 grand is the right way to send a message, but they should have fined him 20 grand the minute that it happened rather than waiting until after they've exonerated him and then go, oh, now we'll charge him. That's the thing that, well, there's no other information that's come out, has there? No, and that's the part that's quite, confusing isn't it i mean we got the richmond side of the story we got the afl saying we don't condone violence which was in contrast to hardwick's toe yeah there's got to be something there's got to be they've had to have found something and they've done a good job of keeping the lid on it i think but 20 grand is not an inconsiderable amount for any level of player especially a guy that's still on his first contract and hasn't signed that new big one yet but as, as we said before, I mean, it was very quick to come out with that, this is what happened, and everybody was quick to go, okay, and now this 
20 grand means that the bloodhounds are going to be like, wait a minute, something's going on here. But and they but they should be, and they should have been from the outset until you get the full story, which we still don't know. Mm. We don't know how Shy Bolton broke his wrist. We know he no. did, but we don't know how. I actually don't think we'll find out what happened, but I think we'll find out enough to know that it's a very murky situation. Well, it's an eyesore for the AFL, so I think they'd rather it went away, but you find a bloke 20 grand, people are going to ask questions. Uh, shall we slip into some power rankings, my friend? We'll start um, at the bottom. We'll work our way up. Yep, no worries. Number 18. Number 18, I've got Collingwood. Collingwood were expected to be a lot higher up than they were. I just I can't sanction their brand of football in the environment that they, they're at. You know, I'm not liking the way my team's playing footy and it's not as conservative as this. It's like... Look, if you're going to grind out a 48 to 35 loss or something like that, that's that's not helping anybody. It's not helping your coach. It's not helping the team. It's like, you know, have a bit of daring do. All right. Well, I've got North at 18th. You win one game on the season, you you deserve the bottom ranking for mine. I don't mind what they're doing, but uh, they're not very good. And, I mean, you couldn't have got St Kilda more ripe and they still got done. So... My 17th, or your 17th, you have? I have my Hawks, unfortunately, for pretty much the similar reasons to Collingwood and the fact that North rolled them and rolled them pretty well. I'm not going to put North below them. Fair enough. I've got Collingwood in my 17th spot, so not much mm-hmm. higher than yours. I would. No. I love the terminology. You can't sanction the way they're playing. Their, their style is horrible. It leaves nothing to the imagination. There's no flair. There's no goals. I uh, no wonder there's ten thousand. Well, you know what? I don't reckon they would have got that big a turnout other than the COVID crowd. Anyway, we've got to remember that the AFL is an entertainment industry, and that's not entertaining. It was horrible. Two teams poorly matched that seemed to produce shocking games every time. I don't know what sucked me into watching it again. Horrific. Uh, your sixteenth yeah. place team, North. Like, I mean. All the you know the controversial takes aside, they are the worst team in the comp, but they're building towards being a better team in the future. So I like the way that, I like the direction they're heading. I like the the pick of their coach. I like how some of their younger blokes are coming along. All right, I've got Hawthorne in my spot, similar to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I messaged you in the first quarter of that game when fifteen minutes in eight. Hawthorne players had not even registered a possession. It's an indictment on the team against a team similar spot on the ladder and pretty young. Uh, The Gold Coast made them look second rate. The Hawks had a few moments and that's the only reason I've got them a bit higher. Every now and then they show glimpses that are enjoyable and uh, for that I'll rank them a little higher than the other two but geez 16th isn't exactly saying anything. 15th sir, who have you got? Uh, Adelaide. I thought they'd be one of the two worst sides. And they've turned the home ground into a bit of a fortress. Texas reborn. And I like the way they go about it. I have St Kilda 15th, and I'm not afraid to put them there. Their form over the past four weeks has been sketchy at best. They aren't anywhere near as exciting as I expected them to be. Yeah, they're the big disappointment, aren't they, really, for what what football we're getting from them. 
they're morbid viewing, morbid curiosity viewing now rather than excited to watch them viewing. What St Kilda will show up. So they're my 15th. Who have you got in 14th, sir? Uh, Gold Coast. And I think we. this is the first time we, we're in agreement. We are. I think you had them at the same point. I do. I mean, as I said, I had them in, I had them in the eight this year and I w- was pretty keen to sort of see them develop, but they've stalled that through... Um, probably poor playing resources. I have the Gold Coast there as well. I was impressed with what they did against Hawthorne. They're showing glimpses. They are not the consistent team, which is pretty much exactly what I expected. So mm. four and seven. Hang on with the uh, the preseason prediction on on how they sort of built. Yeah, four and seven rings about true for me. If they finish the season at seven or eight wins, I think that's about where they're at. Thirteenth on your list, Jono. Carlton. I have them just below St Kilda, which is damning them with faint praise. But they're the team that'll never let you down. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> they'll let themselves down a bit, but not you. But they're very similar to St Kilda in the fact that you're not quite sure what you're going to get every week, and it's usually going to let you down. So I'm... You know, I, I tend... I'm, I'll disagree with you in slight. I think you can know exactly what to expect from them. They'll lose yeah. to any team that's slightly better than them by three to four goals, and they'll beat the shit teams and give you hope. Actually, that's pretty. That's pretty much spot on. Actually, that's very much how they go. And look, just play Zach Williams at halfback. Like you've got him at the club now. You don't have to worry about placating his manager or doing anything like that. Play him across halfback. Play him as an All Australian there. Don't pretend he's a midfielder and get amongst it that way. All right, for my team in this spot, I have the Adelaide Crows. I had him a bit higher than you. I've I mean, they beat Melbourne a week ago, and they mm. had Richmond on the ropes. I'm, I'm a, I, I like them. I, I think they're significantly overachieving over what people expected, and maybe that was based on last year rather than the development they've put into the guys and and the natural progression we yeah. would see. Uh, so I've got them in that 13 spot, just ahead of the Gold Coast. In your 12th spot, you have. Yes, and Kilda, we, we talked about much about them like the only reason I've got them this high is because they still won five games and there's probably two or three of those that they might not have had so yeah that's about where they are yeah I've got Carlton in at 12th I uh, I really think they're alright in that they've got a lot of talent that don't play together and they've got the players and the skill I mean you look at Saad Williams McKay Cripps Walsh like and weedering, there is a really good team in amongst this. They just haven't unearthed that final step. One big win and they could turn it all around. I thought the Doggies was going to be that game. They didn't get there. They fell away against Sydney. They just seemed to fall. They got West Coast this week. Huge opportunity. In our 11th spot, Jono, we have. We both have. Frio. Frio. Heave ho. Heave ho. I really like this mob. The word they put into these young blokes has paid off really well and I think I mean, they're a smoky for the eight if they can, you know, put some teams away at home. But you know, they've got to they've got to build a build an away record like any any other Western Australian team. But they're they're frisky. I like them. I I think the bottom line for this team is they they're getting real quality games in big environments now, starting to be games that matter into Brayshaw, Sarong, Chera, all these kids. Number ten spot. GWS, both of us again. Unfortunately, very, very much crueled by injury, particularly down back now. Like Cogs will be back soon enough, but they're 
they're doing pretty well considering the amount of outs. All right. Well, here's here's my piece on the GWS. Are you ready for this? This is all yep. I've got to say. <laughs> Just makes you want to dance, doesn't it? Well, there's a big, big sound from the west of the town. It's the sound of the mighty giant. Um, they yeah, will okay. always be up in my rankings because they've got the second greatest song in the AFL. The amount of Cossack that was in there, I'm just <laughs> like, I just, you know, want to take take on Leningrad with that. It's a beauty. Uh, number nine, just outside our top eight in our power rankings. Who have you got? Actually, I wanted to switch this to you because I've got okay. the order switched. How can, after seeing that game on the weekend, why do you have... West Coast still ahead of Essendon. Yeah, so in my nine spot is Essendon and my eight spot is West Coast and your nine spot is West Coast and eight is Essendon, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I'm going a little off trust in the past on this one. Yeah. So I'm backing in West Coast as a team playing below its standard and I've got Essendon as playing perhaps, perhaps a smidge above their standard. I think they'll level out somewhere. So... West Coast on trust, really, rather than anything on the field at the moment. Yeah, okay. No, that makes pretty good sense. I I went with one's been underwhelming and one's been pretty much where they've sort of been hovering and Essendon are starting to, to string a couple of wins together. So And they beat, beat them on the weekend, so they got to go ahead. All right. We'll move up to then number seven because we've gone through our eight, now nine. Number seven for mm-hmm. you? I have, this is another one where we've just flipped the two teams, but I've got Richmond, they're treading water and they're treading water because of the injuries um, and I still have a lot of trust in them. So they needed to be in that in that top eight. The good thing is that they're putting some time in a, a few of these younger talented players on their list just through sheer injury numbers and things like that. But I mean, you, you don't want to play them. Any of the teams above them on this power rankings, you don't want to play them. Yeah, fair enough. I've got uh, I've got the Swannies in at the seven spot. There's just something about them that I don't fully trust yet. Um, but they are a better team when Isaac Heaney is up and going. They've been a pleasant surprise. They had another win that they needed. They look, they're the team doing what Carlton should be doing. All right, uh, so you had the Swannies in at six. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got the Tigers there. There's probably a bit of trust with mine. You know, the, yeah. uh, the trusted and true. Uh, look, I think six is probably low. But the Tigers at full strength are a top four team. It's just, yeah. has the start damaged their chances? Will they get these guys back? Will they get injury free? And they've had a really good run with injuries the past few years. And this year it's biting them. Oh, and I do want to mention, because just in case our buddy Charlie's listening, Jack Rewalt's mark How good was, was that extraordinary. Mark? Yeah, I'm sure Charlie's had to sit there and watch that a few times over the last few days. <laughs> I've no doubt, but he should. I hope so, it was it's a bloody belter of a mark. How he got a ride like that running with the flight is something I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was just, he got elevated running the opposite direction to the pack. It was yeah. unbelievable. And then he turned in the air. Oh, all right, my number five. <laughs> my number five <laughs> is Port Adelaide, the power. They've got the power to win. They're, they're, look, they they haven't really impressed me the last couple of weeks. Ollie Wines is an absolute monster out there at the moment. But as a general rule, I thought the game against Collingwood was, oh, they were lucky. Frio came at them and they steadied. So, I mean, they did enough. Uh, so it's hard to mm. dislodge them from the top five. 
they've got to get a little more a little more ruthless, I think. Look, I'm of the opinion that they they still got a bit of that flat track bully about them. I think if they can get Dersma back sooner rather than later, that'll help because he's one of their tougher blokes. I am concerned, like I know he's been injured and up and down, but like what's going on with Connor Rosie? Like he's supposed to be, you know, magic and he has not been magic at all. Port have to be top four, otherwise they're buggered. So they've got to start winning. Yep, fair enough. I have number four, Geelong. I don't think they've played very good football the last couple of weeks, but they're banking four points, and they banked four points early in the season when they weren't playing good. And mm-hmm. their best, as we saw against Richmond, was insatiable. So they're a watch still for me. Top four. They're top four in the ladder. They're winning the games they should win. They're not convincing me entirely because I think that's more a product of how they're playing rather than the talent yeah. on the field. Yeah, I think to a certain degree, there's a lot of their explosive play is tied to Dangerfield, but they shouldn't be relying on that. They need to figure out some more from their bigs. Like when they click, they've only clicked once this year and it was magic. So they need to be doing it a lot more. It's a good problem to have though, you know, they're playing like your granddad might and they're still still there or thereabouts. Number three for you, sir? Doggies. They've been great, but they haven't been as good over the last few weeks as the two teams I have above them. Tim English, good football player, but he's not a good ruckman yet and they need to figure out how to... They, they need to figure out how to get these midfielders a ball all the time because if, they're not, if their midfield's not dominating Norton, Bruce, these guys... They need that quality service to be truly effective, I think. So, interesting. They're a good side. I Look, if they beat Melbourne, they're number one. Their, their form's actually yeah. been incredible. But they got undone by pressure, and it's the second time this year it's happened. The Doggies need to stand up under pressure. They didn't. Uh, and they turned the ball over uncharacteristically against the Demons. And some of the pressure yeah. was probably more inferred than real at times. And yep. the demons had a game plan, and they took them apart. And I think most clubs will be watching. It's a good blueprint for how to how to attack the doggies. But um, Bevo's probably got about seventeen different plans in his filing cabinet somewhere, so he's probably going to have to start brushing a couple of them off because yeah, it doesn't rule them yeah. out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not no, I'm certainly not saying that. I just think there's now clear evidence on how to beat them, and other teams are going to have to are going to try and expose that, and the doggies have to come up with a plan. Number two for you? The Ds. I've got the Ds because I think Brisbane is very, as they say in Zoolander, very hot right now. But Melbourne have been the best team so far this year, and it's pretty clear. But I've got them just slightly behind on the week to week because Brisbane have been irresistible for the last three or four weeks, I think. Well, my number two is the Brisbane Lions. They're seven wins in a row. Their percentage over this period of seven straight wins is 178. So they are American not... Teams. They are Yeah, they are not just winning. They are demolishing teams. Their lowest score over that period is 93. And mm. that's the thing that I'm really excited for this Friday night uh, as they'll come up against my number one, which is the Demons. Your number one is the Lions. They play each other. It's the best defense against potentially one of the best offenses. 
It's going yep. to be a beauty. And it's another test for the Ds, who I've got at top, to see if that defense holds up. And every game this year, except the Adelaide one, where they had a letdown, it's really held up. They didn't let themselves down in that. And they should have, you know, a couple of questionable calls aside, they should have, they should have won that game anyway. They are a team that has lost one game for the year by a point in questionable circumstances, and that doesn't get your top spot in your power rankings. I understand that, but I'm also looking at a team that's probably in the best form I've seen any team play in, including your side, without the Brownlow medalist, that overcame a sluggish start because they weren't allowed to go home for three weeks. And I think we're sort of seeing the value of, of, of their true value as of right now rather than where they might have been earlier in the season. But I also, you're not wrong, but, you know, we can't all be, we can't be agreeing with everyone. Not everyone can be number one. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening into the episode. For more on Sports Speak, you can catch us on Instagram under sports underscore speak underscore podcast.